Florida officials are threatening to revoke the teaching license of a school superintendent after he criticized Governor Ron DeSantis. Education officials have accused Leon County Superintendent Rocky Hanna of violating several education statutes and DeSantis directives and allowing his, quote, personal and political views, unquote, to guide his leadership. Hanna ordered students to wear COVID-19 masks during the pandemic in 2021, violating a DeSantis directive. He also criticized a 2022 law that the Republican governor signed that bars the discussion of gender and uh, sexuality in lower grades. Hanna said the threat against his license is a violation of his free speech rights. Gainesville Regional Utilities is one step closer to being under the control of a new board appointed by Governor Ron DeSantis, the Gainesville Sun reported yesterday. The Florida House of Representatives passed House Bill 1645 yesterday with an 81 to 33 vote to establish a five-member board to oversee all GRU-related decisions and remove the city commission's century-long control of its municipal utility. Some have compared the bill to Disney's Reedy Creek struggle. It must still make it through the Senate and be approved by the governor before taking effect. If signed into law, board members will be appointed by October when the new fiscal year starts. The Gainesville utility has been the state leader for renewable energy and plans to push toward its goal of being 100% renewable by uh, 2045. The bill itself calls for a five-member board that will be appointed by DeSantis. If signed into law, Gainesville, a city made up of mostly Democrat voters, would have the first municipal board in the state to which DeSantis could appoint and control board members. The Florida House passed a controversial bill that adds restrictions to unions. WMNF's Chris Young reports the bill is set to be signed by the governor. Among other things, the bill would prevent dues from being deducted from workers' paychecks, forcing union members to make separate payments. There are exceptions for unions representing law enforcement officers, correctional officers, and firefighters. The bill is sponsored by Republican Representative Dean Black. This is not going to damage your unions. You're going to get to keep your unions. You're going to have better transparency, better integrity, better accountability. And this will be good for workers and good for unions. Black faced questions from Democrats feeling the restrictions are an attack on unions and workers. One question was from Democratic Representative Yvonne Hinson. Representative, during the height of the COVID epidemic, public employees like nurses, state workers, teachers, bus drivers, and many others were deemed as essential workers. Why is this bill targeting essential workers and their voice to advocate for safety and their profession? No one's being targeted here. Unions are being helped. Workers are being protected. That's all. Many union workers came to Tallahassee to speak out against the bill. The bill passed in the House with a 72 to 44 vote. Nine House Republicans joined Democrats in opposing the bill. For WMNF News, I'm Chris Young. Uber and Lyft drivers will rally at airports across Florida today, kicking off a historic effort to unionize rideshare drivers around the state. Danielle Pryor reports. The rallies will be held at the Orlando, Miami, and Tampa airports today. Uber and Lyft drivers will launch the Florida chapter of the Independent Drivers Guild in an attempt to win higher wages and end alleged unfair deactivations of drivers. Brendan Sexton, president of the Independent Drivers Guild, says so far these efforts have worked in several northern states. It's about banding together and and fighting for what's right and drivers and workers all over the country and the Florida drivers uh, are just the latest example of workers being fed up and taking a stand and fighting for their own 
uh, working conditions, pay and benefits. The action comes just days after an employee organization's representing public employees bill that could make it harder to unionize passed in the Florida House. In Orlando, I'm Danielle Pryor. The city of St. Petersburg has reignited its free residential compost bin program. WMNF's Taylor Lovejoy has more. According to a press release from the city of St. Petersburg, the city's compost bin program was relaunched on Earth Day, April 22nd. The relaunch comes after the program was put on hold at the end of 2022 for public review. The program, which was introduced in 2019, requires residents to attend an in-person workshop prior to obtaining a bin. According to sanitation director Willie Joseph, the workshops are designed to, quote, set customers up for success with how-to instructions, troubleshooting, and more. Composting is the equivalent to yard waste recycling, where the matter is turned into a nutrient-rich fertilizer for soil and vegetation enrichment. For more information on the program, you can visit stpete.org composting or email composting at stpete.org. For WMNF News, I'm Taylor Lovejoy. And jury deliberation is expected to begin this afternoon in the trial against former Tallahassee Mayor Andrew Gillum. That's after attorneys finished calling witnesses yesterday. Closing arguments are set to begin this morning. Soon after the prosecution rested its case yesterday, Gillum's attorneys rested without calling witnesses. Valerie Crowder reports Gillum and co-defendant Sharon Lutman-Hicks are accused of pocketing ill-gotten grant funds and donations to Gillum's campaign for governor. Over the last several days, prosecutors have brought in bank employees, FBI agents, and witnesses who worked closely with Gillum and Letman-Hicks. Witness testimony and financial records presented during the trial show that nearly $250,000 in grant funding and donations to Gillum's campaign for governor went into Letman-Hicks' firm PMP Communications. During that time, Gillum also received a six-figure salary from PMP. Prosecutors argue that the money wasn't used the way defendants had promised, while the defense argues the money paid to PMP and Gillum was for legitimate work. For WFSU News, I'm Valerie Crowder. Unresolved budget issues started to shift yesterday from conference committees to Republican Senate Appropriations Chairman Doug Broxson and Republican House Appropriations Chairman Tom Leake as the legislature seeks to finish a spending plan by the start of next week. Among the issues that needed to be resolved, the Senate wants to spend $80 million on the Tourism Marketing Agency Visit Florida. The House hasn't proposed money for the public-private agency. Also, the House continued to seek $400 million for sea level measures while the Senate proposal stood at $179 million. The Senate was also seeking $400 million for conservation easements to limit development on agricultural lands and $100 million for land acquisition, while the House proposed $100 million for easements and $200 million for land acquisition. Conference committees began meeting Monday. Produced at the studios of WMNF Tampa by Colleen Cole.